Texas up a point on 12th ranked Oklahoma. Here's Mayfield. Heisman hopeful. Wide open and complete. Mark Andrews. Baker Mayfield does it. 59 yards to Andrews. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Draft Daily. Could not be more excited for this episode. Great prospect, great guy to have on, but a quick word from our sponsor before we get started. Have you ever wished you could be an NFL general manager? Well, now you can, thanks to Reality Sports Online, a powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy teams like an NFL general manager. Reality Sports Online was created by former NFL front office personnel and features the revolutionary free agency auction room, which mimics NFL free agency, enabling fantasy owners to negotiate and sign the NFL's top talent to single or multi-year contracts. The platform can host up to 32 teams and has a ton of other cool features as well. In addition to free agency, like a rookie draft, multi-team trades, franchise tags, contract extensions, first-round rookie options, automatic contract and salary cap functionality, and much, much more. Test your general manager skills for free at realitysportsonline.com and a mock free agency auction. If you like what you see, use promo code DD to receive 10% discount on your team or league today. Fantasy just got real at realitysportsonline.com. All right, guys, today I'm going to bring Ted Wynn. You can follow him on Twitter at FB underscore film analysis. He's a now a full-timer over there at the Athletic SF. Does absolute amazing film work. Ted, how are we doing today? Doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, other than the fact that I'm about to get 18 inches of snow outside. So, recording all these podcasts is for I spend an entire day shoveling. Um, but hey, With that headband, you can get through anything, man. <laughs> Listen, I, I want you to tell the people that this is really happening right now, that I look like an idiot in my uh, Baker Mayfield headband making that sacrifice because Twitter's telling me that I'm not really doing it. No, he's doing it. He's he's uh, he's going full in the Baker uh, Mayfield headband look. All in is the only way to go. So let's talk about one of the his Baker Mayfield's favorite targets in, in Mark Andrews. Uh, you're talking about a guy that's six foot five, 256 pounds. He ran a 4.67 at the Combine. A 31-inch vertical jump, which wasn't very good. 7.34-second three-cone. We're talking about a guy that had seven or more touchdowns every year of his career. And then this past year, he had 62 catches for 958 yards and averaged 15.5 yards per catch, which is pretty absurd for a tight end. When you watch his game, what gets you most excited about it? Um, Honestly, his his best trait is his ability to run after the catch. And you don't see that a lot with tight ends. Um, but he's really elusive with the ball in his hands. He could juke people. He has great lateral agility. Um, yeah, he, he's he's dangerous with the ball in his hands. De- defensive backs aren't going to want to see him in open field. He reminds me a lot of uh, Kelsey, actually. Yeah, that's that's the first thing that stood out to me, too, which is one of the reasons I was surprised by the poor three-cone, but it's one of the things where I'm going to trust the tape more than just that three-cone time because you see, I mean, it goes from if he's running an underneath route, he gets in and out of his break real well, or if he's in the open field, he can he can legitimately make people miss and has enough speed to kind of break away and have big plays. I mean, he had nine he had nine receptions over 20 yards or down the field, which is number one in the NFL, uh, was number one in college football among all tight ends. And, you know, he mostly played slot receiver, if we're going to be completely honest. He might be listed as a mm-hmm. tight end, but he was mostly a slot receiver. And he used that quickness and route running ability to get open on all levels of the field. And then once once he did, he was able to run through contact or make people miss. And bring that element of run after catch to the tight end position is, is pretty rare in college and even rare in the NFL. 
Yeah, and I was pretty surprised with his uh, combine numbers too. They weren't great, but they weren't so bad to a level where I was going to say, you know, maybe I have to take a second look at this guy. They were, they were bad, but they were just good enough to where I'm just going to say, I'm going to rely on the tape because his tape is so good. He runs such crisp routes on tape. Um, you know, it's kind of uh, the other tight end, I guess, that is getting a lot of hype is Mike Jusecki from uh, Penn State. And he had an amazing combine. But if you watch his tape, um, I think, you know, there are some things that would make me hesitate to draft him in the first round. I think he, uh, he has trouble running through contact. Uh, he gets slowed down a little bit. His route, his routes aren't quite that crisp, but he, he has a lot of speed to get vertical downfield. But Andrews is kind of the opposite where, uh, his, his combine wasn't great, but I, I loved his tape. Yeah. I thought he did a pretty well, a pretty good job in terms of contact on the stem of his routes from defensive backs as well, uh, getting, getting off it and, kind of creating throwing windows for Baker Mayfield. There's a couple things I really liked about his game as well, where I thought he had good stick awareness, where he knew where the first down marker was and and ran his routes beyond it. The other thing is I thought he was pretty good against zone, understanding where to settle, where how, how much depth to get in his routes so that Baker Mayfield could have these throws. And, you know, he, he and Baker had really good chemistry, and I thought he, he really read the defense very well in that regard. Yeah, he definitely did. And he, he could make... He didn't have a lot of jump ball opportunities. Like, you know, you want to see your uh, tight end be a big red zone threat and go up for uh, jump balls. But he didn't actually have a lot of opportunities. But he was very reliable as a pass catcher. I think I don't think I saw one drop from his film. He caught everything. He made difficult low catches, high catches. So he has a, he has a nice ca- catching radius. But um, I don't know if he's the great jump ball guy that, you know, you you would see with Jimmy Graham or something like that. He he profiles as someone that should be able to do it, but I agree that he it's I mean he didn't have a good vertical, but at the end of the day his size he should win jump ball situations. But like you said, Baker didn't really ask him to do all that much. And with his in terms of his hands, I agree with you. But really nice catch radius, catch the ball away from his body. He, if he does catch it in his body, it's typically because he's pr- protecting it. Uh, he he dropped. He had a three point four percent drop rate, which is phenomenal. The one game I noticed a drop was Kansas State, but you know what? Everyone's gonna drop a pass. It's mm-hmm. for me. Dropping passes is an issue when it's consistent, not when it happens every once in a while because every player is going to do it. But, you know, no prospect's perfect. He definitely has some holes in his game. Like, what are some of the concerns you have with his game? Well, he wasn't asked to be an inline blocker a lot. and um, But I think he has a size to do it. I mean, you know, he was asked to be a blocker on the perimeter, on bubble screens and things like that, and he did it well. Um, but, I mean, that's definitely one of the concerns with um, these, you know, move tight ends or these tight, tight ends that spread systems. Are they going to be able to play in line in NFL? Because, you know, that's what you have to do that in NFL. The, the running game and playing under center, playing in some pro-style formations is a much bigger part of the NFL game than in um, spread systems. So, you know, we didn't see that. And, um, you know, obviously with that 40 time, you, you I guess you could kind of question if he could separate from uh, linebackers, but I, I don't think that's going to be – a huge problem with him yeah with with his lack of terrific long speed i think it's more of a situation where his route running is good enough that it's going to make up for some of that uh where as opposed to like a gaseki like you mentioned earlier where he's going to get vertically more on athleticism than he is on route running so i'm not as worried about that like similarly to you and you, you mentioned the inline blocking it's it's definitely an issue i mean he didn't do it very often you mentioned when he was in space he bro- blocked pretty well but you know i would say he's an average at best blocker and, you know, if I have to pick a skill set for my tight end, especially in today's NFL, I'm much more worried about the receiving area of the game than the blocking 
area of the game because teams are passing 64% of the time. I know mm. I say that on every single podcast, but I just want to make that pretty clear that we're really looking at the guy's receiving ability in terms of what makes him a very valuable player in today's NFL. So I, I think that there definitely there's going to be a transition period. I think that a lot of his success can have to do with what team ends up drafting him to see if they're comfortable using him on the slot and kind of adjusting him to the game and getting him in some offset situations and not just running all of his routes in line. But, you know, we talked a little bit about this pre-podcast too. Like, I don't expect him to be identical to another player, but if you, when you watch this game, does he remind you of anyone? Yeah, he actually reminds me a lot of uh, Travis Kelsey. And, you know, breaking down a lot of Raider films, I see a lot of Travis Kelsey um, destroying the Raiders' defense. So um, he reminds me a lot of Travis Kelsey. He, you know, his route running ability, uh, the ability to run after the catch. Uh, he, he looks a lot like Travis Kelsey on film. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, that would be my player comp. I mean, I, you know, when I make comparisons, I don't really – I'm not saying that he's going to be as good as Travis Kelsey. I'm saying stylistically he plays like – Travis Kelsey. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I mean, listen, if if someone's listening to this podcast not for the first time, they know that you're not saying he's Travis Kelsey because I make the, I I make that point every time because I don't want someone three years from now when Mark Andrews is a good, not great player, being like, "You told me it was Travis Kelsey. What happened?" I think Kelsey's Kelsey makes a lot of sense. I think Brait makes some sense in terms of how he was used in the slot. I even think. And this is going to sound like a knock against him, but he reminds me a little of Jason Morrow when he was the big tight end piece that was constantly used at Texas Tech, and he got a lot of run after catch. I think that he's going he's going to be a better player than Jace, who's been an absolute bust. But I think that some of his college game is a little similar to that. So we're, we're talking about a tight end, and, and today's NFL, each team seems to use him a little bit differently. But is there a spot that if he went, you think he would have the most success? Like what would be your ideal landing spot for him? I don't know if there's a specific team that um, he has to go to. I think he's actually pretty scheme uh, versatile. You know, maybe not go to a team that's going to run the ball um, with 12, 13 personnel, like 80% of the time. Um, but if so many of these teams are starting to spread out the ball anyways, that's hard to say specifically um, one team. But I think the Bengals would actually be a nice fit for him. Because, uh, I mean, they, they re-signed, um, what's his name? Um, what's the Bengals? Tyler Eifert. Tyler they re-signed Eifert, Tyler. Yeah. yeah, they re-signed him to a one-year deal. But they're not, you know, that doesn't mean they're committed to him full-time. Uh, and their tight end, their offense is much better when they have a, a tight end threat to take away double coverage from A.J. Green. Andrew Dalton, you know, would be more comfortable throwing closer to, um, toward the line of scrimmage to a tight end. And getting a guy like Mark Andrews for that offense for the future, I think would make a lot of sense for them. And they use a lot of spread formations. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me as well. I mean, when Eifert's not really someone that you can you can rely on to play 16 games, and the offense took a, a hit when he went down, and uh, Croft stepped in, and you know he he did admirably, but he was he's pretty limited as a receiver. So I think Andrews would make a lot of sense there. I think New Orleans is going to be an obvious one for how they. Yeah. They one they value route running and two how they've used tight ends historically. So I think that could make a lot of sense there. The Patriots are another one. I mean, I'm I'm tired of mentioning the Patriots when it comes to tight ends. I'm curious, you're a Raiders guy. Would you have? How would you feel if the Raiders drafted him? Oh, I'd be I'd be over the moon if the Raiders drafted him. I mean, I, I don't think he should be the pick at number ten. But if he somehow 
fell, you know, into the second round, I, I, you know, jumped to the podium to uh, get him in the second round. Yeah, I, I think he's probably in the late first, early second kind of area. I think tight ends and pass catchers in general, we see more and more of them going higher and higher in the draft. I mean, last year we had three first-round tight ends. We had three receivers go in the top ten. I know a lot of people say no first-round receivers this year, but if it's a passing league, they're going to take guys that can really do damage in the passing game. So I'm with I'm with you in terms of Andrews. I, I think he is pretty scheme versatile. I just want to make sure it's it's not going to be a team that just says, okay, we're, we're, we're old school. We're just going to have you line up in line. Or we'll have you run some routes. I want a team really kind of allow him to unleash all of his talents. Yeah, for sure. And I think the Raiders want an uh, upgrade at tight end. Um, they had Jared Cook, who was pretty good last year. But I think there's some rumblings to uh, that they were unhappy with them. So that and they signed a bunch of blocking tight ends. So they do need another receiving threat. And um, I don't think this tight end class is quite as good as it last year's. Last year's was amazing. This year there was some hype saying that you know people thought that this tight end class could be better. But I don't. I don't think it's anywhere near last year's class. Uh, but like you said, you know people are drafting tight ends higher and higher. Those guys that could cause matchup problems inside. Um, are starting to be more highly valued. Yeah, absolutely. And at the end of the day, when we're, we're breaking down Mark Andrews, we're talking about a matchup issue for defenses with his size, with his route running, with his ability after the catch. There's not that many guys like that. And he can make, a, I think, an impact day one. And, you know, typically tight ends take a couple years to really take off in the NFL. But I think he could be a really good player in the NFL. Ted, I just want to thank you for joining us, man. Um, you're, you just do fantastic work with all your film breakdown. Why don't you tell people what you're working on and where they can find it? Uh, I work for The Athletic. I write for The Athletic. Uh, you could find find it on www.theathletic.com you can follow me on twitter at fb underscore film analysis and thanks for having me on had a lot of fun talking about andrews yeah absolutely man i really appreciate you coming on again guys make sure you follow him he's one of my favorite guys that i follow on twitter you can follow me on twitter at elliot chris the host of the draft daily podcast as always you can listen in now on itunes stitcher google play and podbean as always guys we really appreciate listening thank you Whoa.